I hit record, so we'll do it in three, two, one. Minnesota bench hoping to get this winning run across here in the tenth. It's carried by Dan Gladden the third. Base it loaded, one out. Infielders are sort of halfway at second and short. Pena in a jam. The Twins are going to win the World Series. The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a 1-0 10-inning victory. Oh, that's got to be the best, the best World Series game ever, right? Oh, but yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this, you like my little intro music? The Twins are going to win the World Series. <laughs> this is pretty cool. I just wanted to play that soundbite because, well, everybody knows that's number one. But we'll get to that one. So here we are in my Corey Teen Sessions podcast <laughs> with <laughs> my good friends, Andrew in Colorado and Mike in Minnesota, and I'm here in Wisconsin. Um, Don't be too thrilled about it, right? So today we're going to discuss the top 10 Game 7 games from 1984 until now. There are 10 of them. Some I remember, some I don't because I was too young. And uh, and that's that. That's that's where Mike comes in. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, just right off the bat, uh, I mean, we have I have a list that actually Andrew and I put together, and actually went back and watched a few of these because they were such good games. Uh, went back and we watched the Diamondbacks and the Yankees play, the Marlins and Indians. I watched the Giants against the Royals, the Angels against the Giants. So those are the ones that I went back and rewatched. I've seen the '91 and I've seen the '87 series plenty of times. Right. But uh, so they're on our list. Uh, so we're gonna just talk top ten World Series games, nineteen uh, game seven games, nineteen eighty five. I was I was one. I was one. Year I was old. also one. <laughs> Andrew was also 80, one. Mike was five. Yeah, you were just graduating college, or <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> you were nine. Uh, but you've been into baseball your whole life, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. So you, do you remember this World Series really much? I remember my dad watching it and watching it with him and uh, being kind of bored because didn't really care about anything other than Ozzie Smith doing cartwheels in the, in the <laughs> yeah, shortstop. Right. That was kind of the highlight of what we thought was cool for two teams we didn't know. I did a little research, and the Cardinals had a 3-1 lead in that series, and the Royals came back and won. And it was because of a mainly because of a blown call. In game six, where the tie-in runner was called safe at first when he was clearly out, and the Royals ended up winning game six and then going on to game seven and just crushing them. 11 to, mm-hmm. 11 to what, what do they say in soccer? 11-0. Oh, 11-0. Nil. nil. Yeah, 11 nil. 11 nil. Right. So I just, is there really much to talk about on that game? No. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I got the baseball reference page up really quick and it looks like Kansas City just absolutely destroyed them but uh, it's interesting that you bring up that game six was so controversial because I think that's going to be a trend heading forward that game six leads us into what turns out to be a lot of great game seven but overall Kansas City yeah, just dominated St. Louis in game uh, seven here it was 11 to nothing 
and it doesn't really look like he could say much. How pissed yeah. would you be if you're a Cardinals fan during that? Especially when two years later, oh, we'll get to yeah. that. Um, yeah, it uh, got worse. <laughs> uh, excuse me. And then, uh, so we'll just move on to the list there. Number nine is a more familiar World Series from 2019. We have the uh, Nationals, last year's World Series. Uh, Nationals versus the Asterix. And the Nationals beat the Asterix <laughs> 6-2 to in Game 7. That was a good series, though. I, I enjoyed watching that one. Yeah, I didn't watch too much of that. That was, uh, I don't, yeah, not a big Astros fan going into it. And, and, and uh, it was kind of, it was, of an Astros fan now. it was the best part was seeing the nationals do it without Bryce <laughs> to see their 300, to see their $300 million man go away and then they win. And he called it too at the beginning of the season. When he went to Philly, he said he was super excited to bring her a championship to Washington. To Washington, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was the best, and then it happened. That was yeah, hilarious. Philly dipshit. <laughs> it's um, good because Philly fans are forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of looking at the uh, baseball reference, the MVPs of World Series. Does it tell us? World Series? Oh, Strasburg. Strasburg. Of course. That makes sense. Yeah, a lot of pitchers. A lot of when pitchers usually se- get it, yeah. When they go to game sevens, they do, yeah. Because they've usually had a time, a couple of times to get out there versus a short series where they pitch once and done. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that World Series to me wasn't that exciting, They're, uh, especially when you look at the, the rest of the games on this list here. Uh, number eight, we had the Angels and Giants. Uh, that game was over uh, in the third inning in Game 7. The, the <laughs> Angels went up 4-1. It was a good pitching performance uh, towards the end, you know, the rest of the game, but kind of a boring game to watch. Who was MVP in that? The MVP, so that was, what, 2002? So 2002. 2002. Yeah. Troy Gloss. It was, oh, third, uh, third baseman and first baseman. What he, um, what he do? Must have got like a home he run. He won a car. <laughs> he he won a car. Brand new Ford. Ford F one fifty. Well, they probably give him a three fifty in it. Uh, do you guys remember that one? Oh, speaking of that one, you know who the Angels beat to get there? Yanks. Twins. Oh, that's right. They beat that. The Twins were really good that year. Uh, I mean, who do we have? The Twins had. That was Tory. I was gonna say Tory Hunter, uh, Doug Mankavage. Was he on the team then, or is that mm-hmm. Morneau? Was Morneau there? And Mauer? It was Morneau. And Mauer. The, yeah, the M M&M and M boys were around. Oh, I disappeared for a second. Hi. <laughs> yeah, no, I re- I remember that one. Uh, the Angels beat out the Twins and destroyed. Ended up ended up going to the World Series and winning it. So I felt okay with that. Uh, they beat the Giants, and the Giants, of course, had some. Some championships on the way after that. Uh, moving on to number seven is nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, the Twins, yep. the Twins clip, uh, the Twins. I, was, I mean, clip. I was going to play a clip of that one because that one's always fun too. Here, check this out. Here we go. I got you. Is this Herbeck? The guy. 
Third to first? Yeah. 87, you were what, 11 years old now? Once again, against the Cardinals. That's right. Uh, the, <laughs> the Cardinals lost how many World Series and Game 7s in, in the 80s? They lost two. But also kind of a cool little fact is that there's three, there's 85, 86, 87 were all Game 7s. There was all Game 7s three years in a row. Right. Yep. That's only happened one time besides that, and that was in the 70s. And when the Twins won both World Series, we never won on the road. That is that is really cool. We were 4-0 and at home and 0-3 and on the road both. And growing up, to me, that that's how World Series were supposed to be played, where that the home team would win at home and the away team – yeah, the home – no, the home team would win at home. Yeah, and at that time it was reversed. It was every other year was National League, American League, home team – I suppose, yeah, because now they do the all-star game, Yeah, whoever wins that. So we got we got lucky that we had it on odd years where American League hosted. Both years that they won. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Who got MVP? Len, you see the – you looking up any references here? You know who got MVP? Uh, Viola. Oh, Viola. Oh, Frankie. Course, Frankie Sweet Music. Of course, Frank did. He pitched game seven, I'm assuming, too. Yep. Like he said. Yep, he did. He did for sure. Um, it looks like through the – uh, baseball reference that Cardinals got out to an early lead. They went up two to one in the second, and the Twins got one in the fifth and one in the sixth, and then added on in the eighth, and then just kept the kept the lead alive throughout, and just kind of stuck it with them. And uh, I don't remember much about the series because, like you said, they were a little younger in the eighties. They were only three years old at this time, but I do remember having the uh, highlight clip video, and I was watching it. And Mike, you had mentioned earlier watching Ozzy Smith do his flip. That's the one thing I remember most about the '87 series is watching. Yep. yep. I remember watching the '87 highlight videos too. Just watch the piss out of those. That in the '91. And the Homer hanky, the introduction of the Homer hanky. Yeah, exactly. And the dome was just painfully loud. There's no place like dome. There's no right. place like dome. <laughs> so that was '87. Uh, I mean. I wish, I mean, I don't know if I should say I wish I was old enough to remember that, but, I mean, going back and watching the highlights, I, I feel like I remember the whole series, like I watched it. But, I mean, who needs to watch the whole baseball game? You can just watch the highlights, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, that's it. That's all I got. So, uh, what do you, <laughs> what do you got next, buddy? <laughs> what I got next is a series, again, that I don't remember. This would be the second installment of the three game seven games in 1980s this would be the 1986 world series where the mets took out the red Sox. so game seven sucked but game six is where it's at game six was the was bill buckner through the legs exactly which is probably one of the most memorable game sixes in baseball history, I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where Boston had the curse forever. They finally thought it was over, and then with two outs to go, he lets it go right through his legs. The simplest of errors, and then everything just kind of falls apart. It's almost like uh, the Cubs curse with the guy, uh, Bartman, who reached out and yep. grabbed the foul ball. I mean, he just when you, when you believe curses are real, they almost tend to come true. And so right. watching Boston fall apart again in game six, and then they kind of just going into game seven knew they didn't really have a chance. And the Mets came out and just kind of took it to them. And it's one of those things. And they had to wait another, what, 
20 years before they finally broke it in 2004. Yep. And uh, in game six, Keith Hernandez got the, the leadoff, uh, was leadoff batter that inning and was out. So he went to the, to the locker room and was drinking a beer and That's was sulking. Right. And then heard like the Shea Stadium was such a piece of shit. He heard like the stomping of the bleachers, and then went back out and and they had won. Well, you wouldn't really so see that these days. Of like, all right, you throw your bat and you go to the the locker room and crack a beer. No, it's out yeah, about not. smoke a Marlboro, crack a beer. Yep, and just start thinking, poor me, and then you hear the whole place erupting. That's definitely one of the games that I that I want to go back and rewatch. That'd be a good rewatchable game six. Game game, game six mainly, and that's what you're referring yeah. to, right? It's game six. Yeah. Like, there's really not yeah. too much to talk about game five. I mean, uh, you had the box score up earlier, Lent. What a uh, it was! It was all Mets, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was similar to the one with the the Cardinals and the Twins. Where the at uh, Boston actually got out to an early lead, and then the Mets came back and they put up uh, they put up three in the fifth, three in the sixth, and then two in the eighth, and uh, kept up the lead. And Boston really didn't stand a chance. They got shut out in the top of the ninth, and that was over. But everybody, if you bring up the '86 World Series to most baseball fans, the first thing they're going to talk about is Game Six and Buckner between the legs. Such a memorable play, too. Voted in rounders, so it's a piece of pop culture now. Oh, yeah. yeah. The other day, Mike and I were talking about this, and I go, wasn't that Carlton Fisk? <laughs> <laughs> he was on that team. He had <laughs> I was like, no, that wasn't Carlton Fisk. He played for the White Sox, right? He played for the Red Sox, too, didn't he? The Red Sox, yeah. The then he was at the White Sox at that point. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he just played but for there was the a, Sox. Yeah. There's a book about that 86 World Series called The Bad Guys Won. <laughs> about how the Mets were just horrible. And it's called, the full thing is the bad guys won. A season of brawling, boozing, bimbo chasing, and championship baseball. Oh, they, oh you were telling me about that. I need to check that out. Because who who was on that squad? They had, uh, I know they had Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry, yep. Doc Gooden. Doc Gooden. And then yep. Keith Hernandez. He wasn't the Keith greatest Hernandez. guy. Like, and they have the, um, the 30 for 30 ESPN documentary. Um, Daryl and Doc is great. Like it's those yeah. two, and they just tell the stories. Doc, Doc actually missed the parade because he was out getting high with a bunch of hookers <laughs> or whatever they were. And yeah, yeah. looked at the clock and it was ten thirty, and the parade had passed him by. So the one World Series that he won, he missed it's the a, parade for it, and he was an integral part. And then winning that World right. Series, I mean, he pitched great that, that whole season. I think he was. Yeah, uh, exactly. He might have been Cy Young for National League. I think he was. I, I believe you're correct. I'm going to look it up really quick since I have it right here. But yeah, that that's a wonderful book. The bad guys won. Wavi, you should read it. I'm gonna I'm looking it up right now actually to see if uh, see if I can. I, I'm sure I can order it on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can order it on Amazon. Here, I'll send you the link. <laughs> He's like, I'm looking at it right now. The because I'm the bad guy. Not too much. Probably. There you go, buddy. Hey, thanks. It's probably going to go, bing. Did you hear yep. that? I got it. Yep. Tec- technology's wonderful. I got to fix that, though. The bing. I can't be having that on the podcast. You kidding me? <laughs> bing again. <laughs> the first one was Corey Carney, actually. Just a name was drop it? him. Yeah. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> 
We'll uh, we'll send him we'll send him this pod so he can hear his name in it. Yeah, because you know all the millions and millions of people listening to this. Right, R- high demand, baby. Oh, I know. So, yeah, um, Gooden was yeah. a sign in '85, and he won Rookie of the Year in '84, and he won the '85 okay. NL Triple Crown, '80 pitching title, and the '85 Player of the Year, and then in '86, oh no. You're right. You, oh no, that was '85. Sorry. Yeah, the '85 is when he won the Cy Young, but he was still damn good. Yeah. What so you got next, Wav? What do I got next? All right. Well, we're about halfway there here. So, uh, what I got next is definitely it's be a couple of Indians. Uh yeah, we're Indian we're getting up to right the there. to the tribe here. Uh, the next one is actually the tribe. This is the Indians and the Cubs. 2016. Whoa. This was the Cubs' first World Series championship since what 1908, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's that's a long time not to win. That game even had a 15 minute rain delay, uh, and also went into 10 innings. Right. So arguably, this could maybe be higher on the list. But there's reasons why the games in front of it are in, in front, in, uh, higher on that list. Uh, Cubs-Indians, that was a great series. That one is pretty memorable. Um, I was cheering for Cleveland. The rest of the world was cheering for Chicago, of course. Well, Cleveland has wow. just as long of – like, their drought's not – They're next. Yeah, like, their drought sucks, too. Yeah, the like, Indians. Being a Vikings fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, when's the last time the Indians won a World Series? 1950s. I want to say it's 50, yeah, it was 52. It early 50s, I think. Man. Yeah. They won it in uh, the movie Major League, so that gives them a moral <laughs> victory. Did they the, Did they go no. on and win the World Series in that? I forget. No. They just they won just, the pennant, They just right? won the pennant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> Sorry, fun fact, that game was filmed at the old Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. County Stadium? County Stadium, yeah. Fun With fact. With the Milwaukee Brewers announcer, Bob Uecker. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to try to look up to see when the last time the Cleveland Indians won the World Series here. I bet you can I find 52. it. Did you already find it? 1948. No. Damn, I was close. So they have two World Series titles, 1920 and 1948. Yeah, so they have quite a drought going for themselves. I'm feeling so. pretty good being a Twins fan. 91 doesn't sound too long ago when you look at 1948. <laughs> no, not at all. All I know is 61 is a Vikes fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a good World Series. Like I said, I had a lot of friends that were big Cubs fans. That, that Game 7 was Cubs. wonderful, though. It went back and forth a lot. Yeah, it went from, I mean, it started Chicago off- was up 5-1. To start with, yep. and to go eight, seven, and ten innings, like Cleveland kept pounding their way back into it in Cleveland. I was going to say, yeah, because it looks like the Cubs went up one nothing, and it was, then it was one one, and then the Cubs scored two in the fourth, two in the fifth. So, like you said, that's five one. But then the Indians scored two in the fifth. Cubs came back in the sixth, six. and then the eighth inning, two runner oh, I, to tie it. The eighth inning, I, uh, I, I was just getting home from work. And I was speeding on the way home so I could watch it. I was listening to the radio, and 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 they had just scored in the eighth inning. I come home and 
my my roommate at the time, he's not a sports fan, but I just my excitement when I came into the the house and I was He's like, what's what's going on, man? I'm like, dude, the Cubs, the Cubs Indians World Series game is going is nuts. It's Game Seven. Cubs haven't won a World Series since 1908. Indians haven't won since 48. And I ran downstairs and turned the TV on. Seconds later, he came downstairs and goes, "I'm watching this because you're excited about it, and I'm now excited about it." Nice. He made it to about the rain delay, and then he he went back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed a little bit. He goes, "Seriously, they're they're not playing." <laughs> The rain delay. That, that's never happened in a World Series game before. So that rain delay really put a damper on things, and then the Cubs came back. Ah, uh, that's a good pun. <laughs> that is good. Uh, then the Cubs came back, and they scored two in the 10th, and Cleveland got close. They scored one, and the Cubs won the World Series 8-7. to seven. Three errors yeah, by the a, Cubs that game. That was a hell of a good game. Who was the MVP on that? Was that... Uh... I got to put one of you guys on MVP duty. Lent? All right. All right. Let's see here. What I remember about that game the most is uh, I had tickets to go see a comedian when I didn't realize it was going to be game seven of the World Series. (laughs) So I went and saw the comedian hoping that I would be able to catch the end of the game. And sure enough, I walk out. And it's the uh, end of the rain delay, and I got to listen to the end of the game on the radio in my car. And I would wrote, I remember driving on the highway when they won it and just laying out my horn because I was so excited. <laughs> my grandpa was a huge baseball fan, so he got me into baseball growing up. And when I was a kid, he took me down to Wrigley Field and got to watch the Cubs. So I haven't been a huge Cubs fan my whole life, but I always wanted to see them. And they were in it, so I really wanted them to win the World Series. And, uh, That was um, that was pretty sweet for me. Yeah, and I think everyone's grandpa was a Cubs fan because of WGN. Or pretty yeah, much. One of two networks that showed nationally broadcast games. So all the people that moved down to Florida and Arizona all still were Cubs fans, and they could watch the Cubbies every day with Harry Carey and drink a Budweiser. And Harry Carey so, Like I remember watching the first game with lights at Wrigley Field with my grandpa and down in Atlanta, and it was wonderful. Like I've only been to Wrigley Field one time, and that was a couple of years ago. And it was it was in April, and it was the weekend that there was the huge blizzard. It was two <laughs> two years ago, huge blizzard in Minnesota and in Chicago and Wisconsin as well. And in Chicago, it was just raining and like freezing rain. I remember going to the game, and it was twenty 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 some degrees probably. Rain Not was as fun, is it? No, rain was, and it was so windy in there. Like there was just a wind it's, tunnel. That's why they call uh, it the windy yeah. apple. Well, and I, and I get that, but yeah, we we honestly we we probably stayed for two innings. We couldn't we couldn't do it. <laughs> they were playing the Braves too. Braves scored. I know this is not the topic, but Braves scored like ten runs in the first inning, and the Cubs came back and won. I remember <laughs> watching that game at home. <laughs> Because I knew you were there, and I was watching the beginning of it. Saw the Braves score all those runs. I was like, oh, they're gonna leave. This game's over. Some dumb reason because we have the MLB package, so I was just had it on. And I saw the score. And I was like, oh, really? I turned it back, and sure enough, Chicago came back and won. Couldn't believe um, it. But I found uh, 2016 MVP was uh, Ben Zorbis, the outfielder for the Cubs. He batted 357, 
and he had 10 hits in the World Series, and he had the go-ahead RBI. He had the double, yep. Yep, and he had five runs scored. So he did a pretty good job. I think that he earned it there. Yeah, um, it's always funny seeing the MVPs. The numbers are not what you think they would be. It's never high batting averages for a seven-game series. It's Yeah, it's tough. It's well, not like right. football MVPs where you're picking out someone who had a monster day and – Right, they they scored two touchdowns and two hundred plus yeah. yards. Um, you know, over seven games they batted two twenty two. Yeah, you like, know, it, none of it sounds impressive, but they did it when they needed to. Exactly. Number four, Giants over Royals, two thousand fourteen. This is when we get into uh, four, three, and two. Those picks. Each one of those games ended in a score of three to two. Very close pitching duels. Very very close games. Uh, went back and watched the Giants Royals game, and it, it was very entertaining. Uh, but once again, that game uh, that game ended after the fourth inning, so yeah. it was a pitcher's duel until the end of the game there. But I like a World Series game t- to go all all the way through. You know, let's let's keep scoring runs or or just one at the end maybe, and and that's the game. So. Are yeah, you but three two is exciting still. I mean, that's yeah. you're one batter away from tying it. Like it's not eleven nothing. True. Every time you're... someone comes to the plate, that's the tying yeah, run right you're... there. Yeah, yep. good point. That's as much excitement as you can want. So now, do we do we keep the Giants Royals in the fourth place, or do we bump them down to five and put the Cubs Indians up to four? Put Cubs. You think so? Yeah. Switch them up mainly because of like the the history of the teams. And, no, just a better game. And an overall better game. And then you had the rain delay. I, the uh, fact of going back and forth, of the, the many lead changes. Those, those, and no one getting down on themselves, just still sticking in and not going, fuck, we blew it. I think if we were to change anything on the list, I would probably flip those two. But the uh, the top three, I definitely, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on those. What do you got for top three? <sighs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do, we, do you guys want to elaborate at all on the Giants-Royals? I mean, that um, was... In that uh, Giants-Royals, I mean, they were at the end of their run of the of a dynasty there in the mid-aughts where they won three World Series, what, every other year? They ended up winning the World Series. And then that year, Baumgartner was arguably the most dominant pitcher that, I mean, in the history of, the, of baseball. He just dominated throughout the season. He dominated that playoff series. And then in the World Series, like you said, once he came in, and I believe it was the fifth inning when he came in, Kansas City shut him down. Yeah, going on. I mean, he just completely—he was two and zero as a starter. He was the MVP of the World Series, uh, obviously because of how dominant he was. He was two and zero. He actually got the save in the game seven. Um, he had one shutout in those two starts that he had. He allowed one earned run over twenty-one innings pitched in the World Series and had seventeen strikeouts. I think that's the main reason why we did put them at four originally. It was because of uh, because of Bum. Uh, another yeah, thing I oh running out of time. Really, we've been doing this for this long already. <laughs> that's okay. Ten minutes. Let's go. TikTok. TikTok. All right. Let's get it going. We're gonna fly. Well, we can't fly through all of them. We're gonna have to send another one because we're gonna talk about number one for a while. Um, yeah. Edit it out. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on to number three. This is one of my favorite World Series ever. It's 1997, where the the expansion team, Florida Marlins, beat the Indians. (laughs) The Indians uh, lost another one. Obviously, this was well before the Cubs. But uh, Marlins, 
What's funny about the Marlins game, there's a, there's a player who sticks out in the, the number three game and a number two game, and that's uh, – do you remember his name, Lent? Craig Council. Craig Council. Did you all say that it at the same weasel. time? yeah. <laughs> Got the hit when you needed the hit in those games. Uh, that guy should have been MVP. That's just my vote. But um, Wasn't he with uh, Diamondbacks then? Yeah. one Well, yeah, in 01 he was with the Diamondbacks in 97. Yeah. He, that dude's got two rings. Yep. That little twerp. <laughs> Sorry, Craig, yeah. if you're hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're safe. I think we are, too. Actually, I'm sending it directly to him. <laughs> well, then, Craig Council, I didn't say anything bad about you, and I love you. What about uh, who got MVP on that game? The MVP was uh, LeVon Hernandez, who was the rookie Cuban immigrant who they brought over. And uh, I don't want to go into too much detail here. If you really want to know about it, you can watch the story. Um, it's called Brothers in Exile. It's another ESPN 30 for 30. They do a great job with their documentaries. But that tells the story of how he uh, came to the United States from Cuba. And, um, and his brother, Orlando Hernandez, El Duque, uh, came the next year and pitched for the Yankees. But Hernandez was uh, the rookie of the year that year, I believe, and uh, was also the World Series MVP. So it was pretty crazy. And then the Marlins, I mean, they just somehow managed to put together a World Series team. Yeah, And they had the coolest uniforms, the home jerseys with sleeveless, with the black tees underneath, the pinstripes with the sleeves gone. Those things were tight. Sorry, I'm doing something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. What do you, I'm, I'm queuing up something so you can hear. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's that's Marlins Indians. <clears throat> and uh and then number two, we have the D backs, the Diamondbacks beating the the Yankees Yankees. And only uh, November World Series. I suppose, yeah, because that was two thousand one. That was, you know, right after that was, the tragedy. That was where it got postponed after nine eleven. And then yep. the Yankees made it, and people for once did not hate seeing the Yankees there. They were supportive. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. Well, you know who they won the were. Super Bowl that following year? I know. Yankees and Patriots. <laughs> uh, but uh, Yankees did win in 2002, didn't they? No, yep. not yep. 2002. Angels oh. won in 2002. Yankees won in 99 and 2000, though. Yes, yeah, 96. 98, 99, 2000. They won three years. They won four in five years, and they won three years in a row. And then they won in 2009, and they haven't won it since. What's the most memorable thing about the Diamondbacks winning that game is two names. bloody sock. Two names. Well, the bloody sock, yes. But, yeah, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. Co-MVPs, by the way. Yep. I know. And then didn't Council hit the game winner? Or who hit? No, uh, Luis Gonzalez, didn't he? Yeah, Luis Gonzalez did. But council off of De- Ramirez, off yep. of Manny or Mariano, it yeah, was Rivera. off of Mariano Rivera, Rivera. huh? Yep. Um, council definitely had. Um, well, what am I trying to say? Council definitely had a play in that game that helped them win that game. I remember watching that yeah. the other day. It seems so long ago. Well, with time kind of cutting down here, let's spend the last five minutes talking about the greatest World Series game seven ever, and that is the Twins yeah. over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, one nothing, ten innings. Jack Morris pitching a full game. He got MVP, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Game game seven pitching. 
Yep. I mean, one I, nothing. One nothing. How, how can you? How can you beat that? Ten innings. There was a. There was a guy on third. I don't remember. I think it was the uh, seventh or eighth. Oh, seventh or eighth. Okay, yeah. Where uh, they got it was a ground ball to first, and Herbeck threw it home, and then they got it back to first and got the double play, but he saved the run. Dude, ugh, chills. It such, was just brilliant, though. Like such it was a, a great play. Like, what is- but something you shouldn't do. Like no. there wasn't someone behind him. That guy ran, and Herbeck still threw it home. Yeah, and the guy could have turned around and gotten a sacrifice, like nothing. Yeah, and but, then and then he chucked it the first and uh, double play. That's how it went. It saved, like, was it not yeah. a force at home? I think it was. I, I think, think so. it was bases was loaded. I think it was a force at home. He throws it to Brian Harper. Harper throws it right back to Herbeck. You never see that type Ooh. of double play. No, hardly ever. Wonderful. And World Series, baby. Not to mention, I mean, Herbeck had some other antics during that World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ron Gant, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> He's not. I'm sending this to Craig Council and Ron Gant. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ron Gant, you deserved it. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, seriously, I mean, maybe we're biased because we're Twins fans and from Minnesota, but I feel no, like any is. anybody would say the same thing. How can you beat that? How can you beat yep. that? We have a list of nine other games that went to game seven that don't beat that. No. It's incredible. Yep. In- it really is incredible. I mean, it's probably one of the greatest pitching performances in the World Series. I mean, he went 10 innings. He threw over 120 pitches. He didn't allow a run. He got into trouble multiple times. I mean, like you guys were talking about, that was the, I believe that was the eighth inning where they had that. And if it wasn't for a bad base running error by Lonnie Smith, they would have scored a run. So Knobloch made the heads-up play and bluffed the throw to third and held him there. And then they walked Justice, loaded the bases, and then they got the double play. And that was the play that got him out of the eighth. Uh, the fourth inning, I believe, he had a little bit of trouble too, but he just kept going. And I was reading out earlier on, and they said that at one point in the eighth, Tom Kelly came out and was talking to him. And they said that the look on Morrison's face was that if Tom Kelly was going to have to take him off that mound kicking and screaming because there was no way he was coming out <laughs> yeah. of that. Right. This, and Kelly was afraid to take him out and, and yeah, have it backfire. Was. When you're – he's just grooving him, he, so he's, why he, take him out? You live by the sword and die by the sword. Just right. let it go. We, uh, we definitely yeah. are going to have to do a whole discussion about the 91 World Series, I think, sometime. Oh, definitely. That'd be fun. One of the other cool things, too, was that uh, Schmoltz actually grew up in the Michigan area, which is where Jack Morris pitched originally. Yep. So yep. Yep. the Braves in Game 7 was a huge Jack Morris fan. But to have that narrative going into the game just adds that much more hype to it. And then Schmoltz himself pitched an amazing game. I mean, he pitched it into the eighth inning, and he didn't give up any runs at all either. Um, just one of those games that you're always going to remember. And then you played the clip at the beginning of it. Just the I know. voice of Jack Buck announcing that hit, watching Dan Gladden shove his hands into the air with that long blonde hair sticking out of his helmet. Quick. I remember lying on my parents' floor watching on their little teeny TV being seven years old, and I still – to this day, like you were saying earlier, it gives me chills. So, yeah, I'm a little biased, but that's got to be the greatest Game 7 of all time. Um, yep. And then four days later, like they had the parade on Tuesday, and then on that Thursday was the Halloween blizzard of 91 that we got. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I do remember that. It was a hell of a week. <laughs> oh, that's insane. So, I didn't realize that that was all the same week. I remember going to the my dad came and took me out of school and took me down to go see the parade. Yeah, Uh-oh. well that 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 kind of does it. We're gonna get we're gonna get kicked here. I mean, we could all just pause it and come back, but it's a good ending time, I think. It you is. know, 
Best World Series Game 7 game ever. Twins Braves. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Mike, for hanging out with me. And we'll do it again soon. Definitely. Woo! We'll see you (laughs) tomorrow night. Later. See ya. Later. And for everyone who does end up listening to this, thank you. And hopefully it's entertaining enough for you. It's about 40 minutes long. And we had fun doing it. This list was made on March 27th, 2020 by Andrew and I and discussed by Mike Rice and Andrew Lent and Corey Wavnack. And thank you so much.